Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, the White House hosted Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida today. Uh, security was at the top of the agenda, of course, as both nations seek to strengthen ties with each other amid a very assertive and aggressive China and a militant North Korea in the region. Japan is increasing its own military capabilities after decades of restraint. We'll dig into that a little bit. Uh, we want to look at how this will change in uh, policy and what that will impact in terms of solutions and the situation in the region going forward. To help us do that, really pleased to have joining us on the program, Josh Rogan, columnist for the Global Opinion section of the Washington Post. He's a political analyst uh, with CNN as well. A uh, great piece in the Washington Post, Josh, uh, talking about the prime minister's visit and uh, some uh, dire warnings in terms of where we are. Give us a, first uh, just kind of a high-level uh, description in terms of the exchange between the prime minister and President Biden today. Sure, great to be with you. Well, I just returned home from several days in Tokyo where I met with Prime Minister Kishida and a range of top national security officials of the Japanese government, and their message was loud and clear. They're scared that Ukraine today could become Asia tomorrow. Mm. Specifically, they're looking at the world after three years of COVID-imposed isolation, and they see a world unstable, and they want to be ready. So they are doubling their defense budget over five years, 25% more the first year alone. Uh, That will take Japan's military outlay from about 1% of GDP, where it has been since 1976, to 2% by 2027. Uh, They are moving to get their army ready to fight, very reluctantly throwing off decades of self-imposed pacifism. And they're looking up to us in Washington and asking, are we going to join them in this effort? Do we take this threat of war seriously enough? And are we focused enough to focus on Asia while we're also fighting in Europe? And the answer from Washington has been maybe. And that's what uh, Fumio Kishida and Joe Biden are discussing right now at the White House. Yeah, and I, that's so fascinating that you had the opportunity to, to sit down with the prime minister and uh, again some big changes there, as you mentioned, uh, really doubling uh, the defense spending from 1% of gross domestic product uh, to nearly 2 by 2027. Uh, Japan, of course, has had decades and decades of just restraint when it comes to defense, uh, clearly sending the signal that uh, they're not comfortable with what's happening in the region, either as it relates to China or uh, to North Korea. But I think they're also looking at what's going to happen with Taiwan, how China chooses to engage there. And as you mentioned, uh, how does that all sit within the backdrop of what's going on in Ukraine? Right. Uh, You know, think about Japan's position. They're neighbors of Russia and China. So for them to hear us talk about, well, we have to focus on Europe or Asia, that sounds ridiculous to them because they can't 
choose. They had to deal with Russia and China at the same time. So they had been pretty friendly with Russia, actually, trying to solve territorial disputes. No longer, after the invasion of Ukraine, Prime Minister Kishida turned his country on a dime and became the most pro-Ukraine country in Asia and the most sanctioned the most country in Asia most willing to sanction Putin. And now, again, he's looking to us to say, okay, now that we've made our choice to throw our lot in with the West, with those who believe in freedom and democracy and human rights and all that stuff, uh, what, what can you guys come and put on the table? And so far, the answer has been crickets, frankly. And so the Japanese people are scared enough about the possibility of getting in, involved in a war uh, that they're they're giving away the one thing that made that country special, which was that it was a civilian-only power. They didn't have the ability to wage war. Now they're acquiring that ability. And if you look around that country and you look around that region, what's shocking, actually, is that no one's really objecting, because if you're in Japan or in Asia, you're probably scared of China's aggression as well. Uh, no no question about that. And uh, I'm so glad you the way you raised this, uh, so often we have looked at Japan as just this really amazing economic partner uh, on so many levels, uh, and I don't think anyone in Washington, either side of the aisle, has really said, "Okay, let's let's get super serious about uh, uh, peace in the world and uh, what does need to run through Japan moving forward." Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than eighty thousand Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Right. The idea is that the way to preserve peace is to increase the deterrence and to be so strong that the Chinese wouldn't even dream about attacking Taiwan out of fear that the U.S. and Japan might come to their aid. Now, we don't really know if the U.S. would come to their aid or would even be able to come to their aid. But you can imagine a number of scenarios where if China attacks Taiwan, U.S. troops based in Japan get involved, China attacks Japan, the North Koreans attack Japan. It could go downhill pretty quickly. So to be ready for that in the Japanese government's mind is the best way to prevent that because they'll know that we mean business. But that costs a lot of money. And Japan has the third biggest economy in the world. And after they go to 2%, they'll have the third biggest military in the budget in the world. But they can't beat the Chinese, which have the second and soon to be the first biggest economy in the world. So they're going to need to do it in partnership with hopefully the United States and Europe. And so they're waiting for us to join on board. Yeah. Give, give me a sense uh, on the ground there in Japan. Uh, obviously, Prime Minister Kishida came in as uh, one maybe less on the uh, the hawkish side of things. The former Prime Minister Abe, of course, was much more forward-leaning uh, when it came uh, to military and defense. Uh, how is this? I mean, this is a clear shift uh, with Prime Minister Kishida in terms of what he came in on with the Liberal Democratic Party. How is that playing at home for him? Yeah, no, it's fascinating, actually, because Kishida is the uh, the, is the leader of the dovish wing of the ruling Liberal Democratic Party and, and the, the torchbearer for the legacy of, the, of, of a prime minister named Yoshida, who had this idea that Japan should be more balanced towards China, not depend on the United States. This is their idea that they've had since World War II. But I asked him about that, and he said, a leader cannot choose the era in which he, he, he assumes the position of leadership. And I have to do the best with the limited options I have, and the situation is just that dangerous. And ironically, it's perhaps because of his liberal bona fides that the Japanese people are willing to go along, whereas if it had been Abe, whose idea it was in the first place, 
because he was so hawkish, there would have been a lot of pushback. So sometimes the man makes the times, and sometimes the times make the man. Yeah, uh, so extraordinary. Really curious in your in your conversation with the prime minister. Did anything come up in terms of the U.S. naval officer uh, Al Kunis and in, in terms of his uh, situation there uh, being held in Japan? No, we didn't get into that issue. Uh, the prime minister. I, you know, in my, my conversation, I should probably raise it. The, you know, the prime minister is sort of dealing with uh, setting up a G7, dealing, yeah. trying to convince Western leaders to make big decisions. He doesn't get involved in the day-to-day, but, you know, it's it's, it's clear that, uh, you know, the issue of Americans in prison in Japan is important to a lot of people in both governments, just not maybe in that yeah. Particular man's mind, yeah. And then, just real quick, Josh, before I let you go, uh, just uh, some insight. Obviously, the uh, the setting of the G7 summit, of course, being in Hiroshima, um, an amazing symbol in all of that. What are you watching for as that approaches? You know, um, I think it's very easy for Kishida to go around to all the Western capitals and get you know hugs, and then have press conferences, and then for all the Western uh, leaders to go to Hiroshima and say everything's going great. You know, what's a lot harder is to actually put your money where your mouth is. Mm. And so when I see all these guys get together, what I'm looking for is what are you actually putting on the table that's going to advance these things that you pledge to believe in. And if it's Ukraine, then okay, let's see some more Ukraine aid and some more Ukraine arms. If it's China, let's see some commitments to do more to convince the Chinese that they better not attack Taiwan. And that's where I think the, the gap is. I think there's a lot of real agreement on the problem, but not a lot of movement on the solutions. And that's been the problem with the U.S.-Japan alliance this whole time. And you get it into a rut, but when the situation changes, you've got to change your strategy. Yeah. Japan has just done that, and they're asking us, won't we join them? And uh, the answer is that nobody knows. Yeah, that, that is so perfectly framed. Uh, Josh Rogan, columnist for the Global Opinion section of the Washington Post, a political analyst with CNN. Uh, great perspective on Japan. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is one of those... After all is said and done, will more be said than done? Uh, Japan's made a pivot, and they're asking us to join in the dance. Uh, We're going to step aside for some uh, top-of-the-hour news. That wraps up up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Much more to come in hour number two, so sit down, buckle up. We'll be right back. Stay with us. FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? 
That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.